You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Drone You. As always, I've got a face for radio, and my name is Paul. <laughs> And yet here we are on video. <laughs> uh, and, my, and my name's Rob. <laughs> Should teach that you in always school. have the option of listening to audio only if you don't want to look at our faces. But anyways, we do appreciate you spending a little time with us. However you do so, it is an honor to be here and we look forward to hopefully shedding a little light on some questions that some folks have sent in. Yeah, we've actually been getting a large uptick in questions. We greatly appreciate it. Also, greatly, don't let that stop you from sending yours, astroneu.com. That's right. Also, greatly appreciate um, all the success that we've been having in membership. Lots of people are coming to the largest and deepest, most comprehensive library of online training courses. And since we've been doing the coaching calls, that's really been uh, helping a lot of people out. So really glad, really grateful that we can have that impact. So thank you very much for those of you that are a part of it. Let's get right into today's question. Uh, before we do that, today's question is sponsored by Dave and John Schwalm. You know why? Maybe a little Glenn sprinkled in there. Maybe a little Glenn sprinkled in there too. <laughs> but Dave and John are the they are the founders of the GFY mantra. They're also <laughs> holding a flight mastery course in New York's uh, state uh, coming up in July 21st. So if you want to gain confidence, you want to go through the drone use system of training, you want to hit that obstacle course, and more importantly, you want to be able to face any environment, any scenario with confidence, and you've got to check out Flight Mastery with Dave and John, July 21st, New York State. Check it out. And let me just add, they've been doing a lot of these trainings for some... Uh some significant and important organizations in the New York area. So they know what the heck they're doing. You're going to want to be trained by them. I'd say they're some of my favorite Drone U Elite pilots right now, or I should say Drone U Elite instructors. So, GFY. God bless you. Hey, Drone U. This is William. Thanks for taking my question, which is how to go about crafting a resume as a new pilot. So you've got your part 107. Is it appropriate to include metrics such as flight time as a new pilot trying to land your first position? What about past work experience, if you can somehow demonstrate the quality of it and how you work well in a team? In my case, this includes electoral campaign field operations and several less skilled jobs afterwards, such as fast food, loading trucks for UPS, and now as a substitute teacher. I was good in my political organizing but I became dissatisfied with the dialogue and the prevailing mentality of hustle until it's time to drop the ball, which I felt ultimately left the customers, voters, dissatisfied. It took me some time to come around to invest in my long interest in drones since it's so far afield of my degree in political science and Arabic. But my Mini 3 Pro came yesterday, and I've got some plans to hustle in my neighborhood, and I can't be more excited. Hoping my efforts and artistic background will help me garner attention from someone looking to take a pilot under their wing and train and work on the more technical side of things eventually. Thanks for everything. You guys are great. And looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Very cool. Uh, number one, let me just say I'm excited for you, William. Um, I could. It's funny, just when you said 
but my Mini 3 Pro arrived, like your voice changed, <laughs> like there was an enthusiasm there that was uh, really um, palpable and, and cool to hear. So yeah, I mean, I would not say that we are experts in resume building. There are people that are experts in doing that. However, we might be able to suggest what some potential clients or employers that are in the drone space might want to know about. Right. You know, in all honesty, Rob, I think that this begs a very important question in the modern day, but is a resume really the right methodology to go? Because how many times in corporate America, how many times in commercial America have we seen people, uh, Beltway Bandits, I'm, I'm looking at you here, how many people have we seen that create these resumes that state all these things that they can do, but they don't really state the details of what the workflows that they worked in or, or exactly what software is that they were familiar with and what level of familiarity, right? It's almost like when you showcase, hey, I can speak multiple languages. Well, are you fluent and regular? Are you fluent? Uh, did you live somewhere? I mean, because like, for example, I can say on my resume, like speaks Czech, speaks Spanish. I understand way more Spanish than I do Czech. But if you ask me how to say that you're pretty, I could still sit here and tell you krasna. So Rob, you're pretty. Thank you. <laughs> but my point is, is like how many of these like one page boilerplate sheets just don't really illustrate the story. They don't really illustrate the value. And yet I think oftentimes we can see so many opportunities where people showcase their deliverables, the examples of what they can deliver, and then tell a story about how their story. You know, here is William, you know, if he's got, um, I would be making a deliverable on a, a essentially exactly what it is that he does and how he sees his vision and his why and talks about his team in the process. Like, look, everyone wants to work with someone who's easy to work with, delivers on time, but offers that creativity and that extra oomph that makes all of your clients just go, wow. And then we see all of his shots and it explains exactly what he's capable of. I think something like that is going to have so much more impact than just a simple resume. I mean, at this point, his website is his resume, which goes back to what we've been talking about in the sales class, in the coaching calls, um, in a lot of things in membership where we talk about, look, this is the formula for your website. It's not just examples of what you do, but it's how you tell the story and then how you do that in a keyword uh, centric, key phrase centric methodology. So I think that's the answer. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you could go a lot of different ways with, with that storyline, but tell people a story, make it personable, charismatic, and illustrate your value to them in that story. And I think everything will, will come to fruition as it should. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. I would suggest that uh, rarely is anything like this uh, create a mutually exclusive scenario, meaning everything that Paul just said is true um, unequivocally. However, there may be some places that you want to put your name out there that almost requires a resume. Indeed, for example, I think, I don't know if they technically do require a resume, but I think everything I've ever seen on there did have a resume. Mm. So just some kind of general thoughts about it. And by the way, if you are listening to this, especially on YouTube, I guess, and, and you could comment to give William your perspective if you're in a potential employer or just maybe some successes that you've had, that'd be really awesome to, to help him out here. But I think I would probably stay away from mentioning some of the other jobs that you had mentioned, um, sort of some of the kind of getting starter jobs. 
I think being in the organiz in the sort of political organizing realm is is good because it shows that you can work with other people that you you work I think people that go into that generally speaking they have a vision right so you're kind of a visionary you join into something like that because you want to see things change you want to be a part of improvement so that could be helpful obviously any work that's been done relative to drone flying anything that you've done I'd probably put that on there. Any technical expertise, like Paul said, any software that you know, um, mention your experience with that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're you're going to have to try multiple different facets to end up where you want to end up and uh, and get that just that right person. You mentioned wanting a mentor to see your stuff and uh Part of that's just going to be getting out there and meeting people as well. It, I mean, that's such a big part of it. And I don't know, people real people don't really do like the remember how people used to hand out like a, a flash drive or the little CDs. Mm. Uh, that doesn't really happen anymore, does no, it? No. And I was actually thinking about uh, the last time we went uh, to hire a producer, and we had resumes from multiple individuals. And I'm thinking about when we hired Howell, which was gosh six seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, but he stood out because of a few things on his resume. Number one, his resume was visually appealing. Yeah. It wasn't just a boilerplate, you know, here's my information, my schooling, all of this. It was very concise and it was on one page. It was double-sided, but it was one page of paper. And I think the things that I remember the most about it is that he had a picture of his face top right corner so you could put a name to the face, which I think was really helpful. But he, But also in regards to our question asker, William here, uh, in all honesty, I agree with Rob that take every uh, entry level job and, and dump it from the resume. I don't think that shows well, um, even though it's a necessary uh, evil of getting started in any career. Right. Um, but like when it comes to, you know, your political organization and whatnot, I wouldn't even mention what party I would just say, focus on building project management skills, communication methodologies, team working. And I would mention like the number one thing that you got out of that um, and keep it positive, obviously, but, but give people something to chew on, not just um, like, for example, you know, I went to a lot of different schools. And so you might have gone to a lot of different schools too. And, and do I put on my resume, Bishop Ireton High School, UNM, Charles University, graduate certificates from MIT. Like, do I put that on my resume? No, I wouldn't. What I would just put is, you know, bachelor's, UNM, studied abroad, Czech Republic, Charles University, um, uh, continuing education, MIT. That's, that's literally all I would put. And I would put why, like, why did I do the MIT coursework to better understand data analytics and problem solving from a data standpoint, right? Help people understand your why on your resume, put a name to the face, make it visually appealing and keep it super concise. Cause at the end of the day, everyone makes a decision on how they feel and you want to make them feel good on paper. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, that's what made me want to buy into Hoel. I, so uh, he showed well. I haven't done a resume in so long. And then Steve's resume stood out as well, but ultimately what I mean, the reality is for a lot of potential employers, because if you're doing a resume, I'm thinking you're thinking more of working for somebody as opposed to being a DSP. 
Um, perhaps I'm, I'm not getting that right in terms of where you're coming from, but for DSP <coughs> pursuits, excuse me, I think it really does go back to your original answer. Yeah, 100%. There's a story I want to tell that I think is really palpable and important here, and it involves you. Um, regarding real estate photos of your last home. Can I tell that story? I don't even remember it, but sure. Okay, so the point of me telling this story is that perception is everything. Oh! Uh, <laughs> Rob gets it now and he's like, shit. No, no, no. I sucked at taking photos. No, 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 but the, it's a lesson, though, that I think is important on so many different things, and, and I think it's applicable here, too, which is when I worked at Direct Buy in college, which is how I met uh, the Affleck family, uh, my manager, Becky Green, oh my God, best manager I've ever had in my entire life still to this day. Um, Becky Green always said, Paul, you need to understand that perception is reality. It does not matter if you intend to say something. It matters what's received. And it matters the message that is inherently understood, not what you are trying to get across, which is why it's so important about how you frame your messages and how you work with people. And in regards to real estate, uh, you know, Rob was selling his house in Albuquerque and like we've seen this with many realtors, unfortunately, um, is that a lot of realtors want to get it done fast. They want to get their listing up. They want to be convenient. They focus on the number of photos. They're not really sure how to illustrate or articulate the quality of photos. And when you're selling yourself, you want that high value, that high self-worth. Just like when you're selling a home, you want that high value perception because it's going to justify a perception of price point. And so um, in an effort to tell this story, as graciously as possible, because sometimes um, I can be a little egregious and exaggerate for emphasis, which I'm not going to do here because, Rob, you're my hero in many Just aspects. tell the story. <laughs> well, it's long, all good. Long, it's all good. Long story the house short. sold in like 24 hours, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so what had happened is Rob had taken photos of his home with his, uh, I think it was just a cell phone. And... I can't remember if you had had a showing or not. It was all or, part of my master strategy plan because I had asked Paul in the beginning and he didn't get to it. So I said, all right, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I deserve and then that. he saw those. He's like, oh, God, I better help. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so what I did is I just I went throughout the house and I used our drone U a seven. What is it? The C or R or whatever. And I went around with super wide angle lens and shot all of his photos for his home, uh, did some aerial photos too, even added some fake sunsets and just made it look really bright, really happy, which honestly the house didn't need the help. I, that was one of my favorite houses that, that you and Jana have had. And, um, I think if I remember correctly, right after it sold, you I think you had said something that the buyer said that they loved the photos and that the perception is is that the house's value was illustrated with the quality of the photos. Would you agree with that? I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. And so is your point like to be able to tell those kinds of stories about your work? A hundred percent. Yeah. And also in uh, in your resume that the photo essentially your resume is the photo and the quality and the visual appeal of that resume of that quote unquote photo 
is a direct representation of your value, your self-worth, and the perception of the value of you. And so if you hand someone with a copy and pasted chat GPT resume that still has the gray background because you didn't hit command shift V instead of command V, um, because you didn't, you want to paste without formatting, um, and they can see like, okay, here we just have a text resume and it sounds really good, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't showcase a positive story. The innate perception or value value may come down. We know that there is science in perception with the way that we look at things. Freakonomics Radio did a great broadcast on how much should you tip? Should we really tip? And they had found that through research that if a waiter gets down to eye level, so if you've ever been to a restaurant and the waiter kind of gets down to where he's not bending over, but he's kind of like hunching on his knees, that is on purpose because they want to get down to your level. It's not your actual level, it's your perceived level. And when you can talk to someone eye to eye instead of looking up at them, you feel more personable. This equates to 11% increase in tips over time. Perception is everything. Do you know in Europe, they don't tip nearly like we do here? Yes, I know. When I came home we have from a, We Europe, have a big issue with tipping in America. Well, what I really hate is that everyone is like trying to ask for a tip now. You do, you know, uh, a carryout order from a place and they want, they have like tipping options. It's like, all I'm doing is paying your cooks that are already paid. It's not a waiter. They're not paid on tips. Why would I tip? And yeah. then they want you to tip at Starbucks and Dutch Bros and like all these other places at small local coffee shops. I always tip because that's a, I, that's a different story. But at the corporate places, I actually tested the tipping theory with Starbucks. Because you know me, I've never tipped on Starbucks. Like maybe once in a blue moon in cash, but I've never done it through the app. And yet still everyone remembers my name going through the drive-thru. They still make me feel good. And it's all about how you treat people. Treating people really nice sometimes goes far beyond what a tip can do. So True. Although I think they'd prefer both. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but anyways, hopefully that answers your question. And again, if you have any thoughts for William, um, please share. I, I know there are people out there that are listening that have either been on the receiving end of a resume or have done their own um, more recently than I have. I, I, I try to think of like what I would want to see and it's hard to articulate, but I definitely, I mean, it's almost like I would go look at 50 resumes and don't do anything like any of them. Right. Seriously. Like try to figure out what you could do that's different, even sort of the the layout of it, the logistical layout of it. And I think when you mentioned Hoel having his his image on there, it was like a like a drawn image, if I remember. Like a like an animated one, like the two bald one kind of kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as cartoonish as we did, but it was really cool. And it was yeah. very creative. And and that definitely stood out. And it's not like the rest of the resume was, I mean, it was a good resume. Obviously, we ended up hiring after going through various rounds of other people and, and Hoel was great, but that really stood out. And it, it, I don't know, just those little things can make a big difference. So just don't be like everybody else. Yeah, seriously. Stand out from the crowd, make it genuine, authentic. And all you have to do to beat the competition is be a good person and always follow through. It's that simple. If you have a question, ask DroneU.com. We greatly appreciate the business, the mapping, and all of those questions. So bring it on, ask DroneU.com. That's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask DroneU. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform inspire and entertain we reject indecision 
confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.